Hello, everyone. This is Helene Harris, and I'm back with the Money Breakthrough Summit for Spiritual Entrepreneurs, and I'm glad to be here today, and I'm so excited that you've decided to join us this afternoon, or maybe it's evening for some of you. We're really co-creating a whole possibility of change to inspire and uplift all those who are here and those who will be touched later by what we say, and also to access a money breakthrough for our heart-centered businesses and for our heart-centered entrepreneurs. I really appreciate you being here, and I'm excited that we have Lorraine Cohn with us, who's going to be talking about From Scarcity to Abundance, Living in the Spirit of Grace. And as some of you know by now, I like getting you all ready for our speaker. So, allow yourself to relax and take in a few deep breaths. And imagine breathing in the light from above your head, from spirit, from universe, from source. And as you breathe in that light, feel it relaxing your body. Feel it coming in through the crown of your head. Breathing that energy down into the muscles and your cheeks and your jaws and your neck. Breathing in relaxation and breathing out any stress or tension that you may be having or have had experience throughout the day or week. And allow yourself to let go. Letting go and bringing yourself fully present. And just imagine that light flowing into your shoulders. You might even imagine your guides relaxing your shoulders, massaging them so you can let go more fully. And just feel and sense that light. Visualize it moving into your arms and your forearms and your hands and all the way out through your fingertips. And allow that light to begin flowing down your upper back, your upper torso, and coming into your heart. Allow yourself to enter your heart space. Feeling you being there for you. Taking care of what you need for your highest good. Breathing in that light now. Imagine it moving down into the diaphragm, the solar plexus area. Breathing in light. Breathing it out right through the center of that power center so you can relax it and open more fully to what's important for you. You feel that light coming in, moving down, down your body, into your tummy, into your hips, into the sexual center, and into the tailbone area. That's it. You feel that light moving all the way down your legs and feet and out through your toes. And I invite you to bring yourself more fully present and to allow yourself to imagine a beautiful forest of greenery and trees and alive energy. You might even imagine a flowing river nearby. And feel yourself relaxing into the feeling of nature. Notice the sounds in your imagination. 
what you feel and see. And in this relaxing place now, imagine breathing that light all the way down your body to your tailbone. And from your tailbone, imagine a beautiful, strong energy cord all the way into the very core of the earth, grounding you into this beautiful, alive core energy of the earth. And feeling that nurturing, loving energy of the earth. Some call it Mother Earth. And feel that warmth, powerful, grounded energy and supportive moving up through the earth, through the earth's crust and into your feet and legs and moving into your body and back into your heart and the crown of your head. All right. And ask your guides spirit, your business team, your inner guidance, your intuition to open up for you what the most valuable insights will be. To really point it out to you from this call we have today with Lorraine Cohen so that you can gain what's most important for you and to help you remember it. Okay. And I want to tell you a little bit more about Lorraine Cohen. She is the founder of Powerful Living. And Reverend Lorraine Cohen is actually an internationally recognized life architect, soul guide, inspirational speaker, and charismatic broadcast personality. She uses her extraordinary spiritual and intuitive gifts to empower her clients to release their emotional burdens, heal their hearts, and deepen their connection with spirit. For more than 25 years, Lorraine has assisted thousands of women on a spiritual path who value and embrace the inner journey, have the courage and passion to go deeper, and create massive changes in themselves to reach higher states of consciousness and be the greatest service to the world to create a reality that is abundant, happy, and meaningful. She's also a contributing author to a soon-to-be-released book, Embraced by the Divine, The Emerging Woman's Gateway to Power, Passion, and Purpose. We both are. It's so exciting to have her on the call. And her warm and inspiring presentation style makes her a sought-after public speaker, media guest, and workshop leader, engaging audiences worldwide. Welcome, Lorraine. Oh, Helene, thank you so much. And I would love to make a request of people who might be live on the calls, and that is to not be multitasking, to really be present with our conversation. Um, You know, you were doing this just beautiful Uh, centering meditation, and it sounded like perhaps the line was not muted and some folks were moving around. And, you know, sometimes we get caught up in some of the busyness and we miss out on being fully present. So this, this program is for you, and I really invite you to be present so that you can receive all that is wanted for you. So that's my request. And I'm in agreement. Good. Okay. 
All right. Well, you know, the first thing that I'd like to ask you is what do you feel living in the spirit of grace means? You know, that's a great place to start, Helene, and I am reminded that one of the the areas that I'm really focusing on and doing a lot of work is on the idea of authentic power, and I think that there is a direct relationship in opening up a conversation about living in the spirit of grace as it relates to authentic power. And what authentic power is is a relationship between your personality and your soul to create a life that is full of meaning and purpose in alignment with your divine nature. And what I'm talking about is a life that is full of joy, is full of less pain and struggle. Who doesn't want that? A life with more inner peace and love, with less fear and drama. A life that you're living consciously and deliberately, where you're fully engaged in the present moment. And when I think of living in the spirit of grace, it really is learning how to go with the flow of life so that we're stepping out of that knee-jerk reaction of feeling like we always have to be planning, directing, managing what our day looks like. And we're being invited to allow our guidance, the present moments to unfold in a way where we're involved in this dance with life, where we're not in opposition with the flow of life, where we're involved in this dance with spirit. Because I don't know about you, but left to my own devices, when I am uh, trying to be strategic and I am inching out that divine guidance, I don't do so great. I always do better when I'm really leading with my heart, leading with my guidance, and allowing my mind and my ego to handle the practical functioning. And that's the dance that I'm talking about, is that partnering between our humanity, our divinity, and leading with our divinity, which is a repositioning of how we've been living in the past. Well, that's quite an explanation of it, but so beautifully done. Thank you. <laughs> you know, like, I've thought about it. <laughs> I can't tell you about that thing. Oh, I wanted to catch every word you said. I'm gonna, I'm Aren't you glad you're recording? <laughs> yes, I am. So I can be listening to that explanation. Yeah. It's really quite beautiful. And also, so much of what I feel and believe myself. But you said it so divinely, honey. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And you know... I am sure that you've been experiencing this yourself. We can be so articulate about explaining things, and the shift of consciousness that we're in now is moving from uh, being philosophical about it and having it move into that space of embodiment where we're living from that understanding and that truth every day, and it becomes a way of being rather than a way of thinking and doing. It it. It becomes organic. So the shift that I'm hearing you talking about, from my perspective, is really shifting from a masculine way of leading and focusing a business, or only masculine, to shifting to a more feminine or a more holistic way, To because we still need to embrace our masculine. We use a lot of that in creating businesses. But it still needs to flow from the energy of the feminine, from the energy of what our core nature is. Yes. And the shift that we're also in 
is about a balance is a balancing between those two aspects whereas for the longest time we have been anchored more in one as a dominant and less in the other and because we are both male and female aspects that it's time for us to be drawing the best parts of ourselves from both but since this shift is moving more into the divine feminine, we're really needing to bring that softness, that healing potential, that capacity of gathering and uniting and community, (laughs) and then drawing on that male aspect that helps us to bring those ideas and inspiration into action. And that's quite a balance to get to. And it's, it's actually what I've personally been working on for many, many years, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I found it so essential for me. I didn't know how to bring both together. Yeah. And it's, it's been, it, it's really a dance. It's an energetic dance between both aspects. Well, you know what I have found, Helene, is that in this partnering, this invitation where we are leading more from this, divine nature, our truest self, our souls, our spirit. We use a lot of words really talking about the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that is whatever you don't know how to do, you don't have to figure out how to do it because this presence knows how to do that and is, is wanting, yearning to show and teach us how to do anything, how to how to embody and develop any skill, talent, or gift we have that resource inside of us to tap. And all we need to do is ask to be shown. Teach me how to do this. Instill within me this quality. And then allow that to happen, and your life experiences will help you to develop that. So to me it sounds like what we're really talking about and what you're asking people to do is once they get what they want to kind of be doing with this area, it's about surrendering. Mm-hmm. And it's always about surrendering, isn't yeah. it? Yes, it is. Every minute of every day with everything, we're being asked to surrender and to just notice how quickly we kick into that pattern of resistance and control. I am continually amazed at how fast I start doing that. And, you know, one of... One of my closest friends, who I I feel is in such a highly awakened state, we'd be having these conversations and I'd be sharing different things and she would say, and surrender that, and surrender that, and surrender that, and surrender that. (laughs) It was like, just surrender everything. So really being in the flow and the moment of everything is being in a constant state of surrender. And guess what I found out? I don't know how to surrender, so what did I ask for? Teach me how to surrender. Well... Watch out what you pray for because you better believe it. So I've had many experiences where I've been brought to my knees and I've had a lot of drama come up and a lot of very intense experiences because I asked to be shown and they came in forms that gave me the best opportunity to show me how powerless I really can be and until I give up that control, I am really getting in my own way. So it, it continues to be a fascinating experience. I am getting so much better. <laughs> I haven't mastered it yet. 
but I'm so much better. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid I completely understand, and each time I think I've moved forward, then something happens, and I get frustrated, and I say, oh, my gosh. And Back surrender to- that. <laughs> and surrender that, right. Surrender the frustrations, <laughs> surrender the judgments, surrender the I thought I was past that, surrender all of that, because oh, that all of those are boxes. Yes, and that would right? help a lot. I should be past that. <laughs> yeah, according I'm to who? teaching it, right? Yeah, according to who? <laughs> uh, right, exactly. Yeah. You know, so many people are really struggling financially now, and what you're talking about are really some deeper unconscious ways that people, well, we all seem to create scarcity and suffering rather than living really in that abundance energy. Yes. Can you speak more about this and what people can do to shift this? Yeah, that's really a great question. One of the things that I find comes up consistently, Helene, are the excuse me, are the stories. Oh, right. That we tend to retell over and over again about our about our lives. It's a difference between seeing your life not necessarily as one that is half full or half empty, but rather than a glass that is continually refillable. And when you look at it that way, you are invited to make a shift to see yourself and your life from an abundance-based perspective. What that means is standing in that place of gratitude and appreciation to notice all of the miracles, all of the blessings, all of the richness in your life that is constantly surrounding you. And when you start to see that, then you can realize that so much of what you want, so much of what you need has been provided. And to stop telling those stories about what it is that you don't have, to pay attention to the language that you're using, the words that you are saying to describe yourself and your life, Because so many times we're unconscious. How's it going? I'm hanging in there. How are things going with your business? I wish it were better. And if we continue to focus on all the things that are not going our way, remember the universe is listening to everything you are saying, everything you are thinking, and you are feeling. When you're in that place of appreciation and gratitude for the goodness that's in your life and thanking this source, for bringing you everything that you want and need, acknowledging when that happens. When you thank somebody and, 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 and feeling that sincere gratitude, or somebody is even doing that with you, don't you want to give more? That's true. I think that's a general feeling about it. When yeah. people are acknowledging what we've been giving, yes. so it's easier to give more. Start to pay attention to the stories that you're telling yourself, and also look at the people that you're hanging out with. Are you hanging out with people who are continually struggling? And look at the conversations that you're having, because misery loves company. (laughs) Yes, it does. Also pay attention to what you're feeling guided to do, because sometimes we are creating our own lack and scarcity because we're not really following our heart. We're trying to make the universe yield 
to our own ideas, which is not exactly where we're being guided to go that will open up other doors of abundance. So if if something is not working out the way that you want, number one, it could be because you need to do some more work with self-love and some forgiveness work. It may also be that the direction that you're going is not the way that your soul is wanting you to, that is not serving you in the highest way. So that's why the inner journey and the inner healing work is critical. Well, I'm finding it's the only way to get the clarity that we need to have, except that the clarity doesn't come from our mind. It comes really from our body energy. Mm -hmm. And it's a very different place from where most of us look, including me at times. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. You know, So I I know that you help people really create abundance-based lives. What does that really mean in an everyday way for people? Well, you know, even in the, the, um, the answer that I was talking about just a few minutes ago is think about how you start your day. Do you start it from a place of gratitude? Do you start it from a place of appreciation? Do you... Feel that thankfulness for even the most simple things. And that can be the fact that you can get up out of bed and the fact that you're breathing on your own and that you're mobile and that you have food in your refrigerator or you have a roof over your head. You have people in your life who care about you. So to begin to create abundance-based lives is to begin to rest in that space of seeing yourself as being enough, doing enough, and having enough. And that in itself can be a mantra. Oh, that's have enough, I do enough, I am enough. <laughs> when I... you approach it from a place of sufficiency rather than a place of insufficiency, you begin to make some of those shifts to focusing on the wealth of yourself the wealth in your life as opposed to the lack. And this is a process. It is a process, and yet I'm finding that for most people, the hardest one is the enough. Am yes. I enough? Am I doing enough? Am I being enough? Am I giving enough? Am I getting enough? That that phrase is one of the biggest issues because that seems to be connected to most people core issue in some way, some form of phrasing it. You know what's interesting about that, Helene? You know, I've had this conversation with so many people. It's certainly been one of the things that I've been working about in my own life. So (laughs) one of my prior conversations with a client, and I had said to her, what would enough look like? And she said, I don't know. So I said, how do you know you don't have it? And she said, I don't know that. (laughs) That's a great question. What What does enough look like? And at what point? Are you the determining factor that says that was enough? Because by nature, our desires to want to be more and expand more and to be part of this whole creative process where there is space for moreness to happen. Mm -hmm. But there does come a point when we have to realize that for this moment, for today, it really is enough. 
And we become the standard for that. We're the ones that say, right here is where it's okay. We get to make those determinations. And a lot of times this standard of enoughness is based on somebody else's perception. And this issue of is really about unworthiness. Yes. I think is one of the deepest wounds that humanity suffers. Mm-hmm. And we, at this point in time, are here to begin to heal that. And it begins with us almost saying, I've had enough of not being enough. I've had enough of that. <laughs> and from here on in, I get to decide what's good enough. And mm. that can look different day to day because you're good enough may be your best. So rather than to try to reach that place of this is good enough, how about you look at being your best every day, and your best can change from day to day based on where you're at. But if your intention is to always show up giving the best part of yourself, there is nothing more than you can give or do beyond that. And you get to decide that that best in that moment was good enough and let that be okay. Even begin to practice that. That was enough. That was Even just breathe into that for a moment. Everybody who might be listening, breathe into these statements. I am enough. I am enough. Because in God's eyes, you are enough. You know, there was this phrase when I was uh, counseling people as an addictions counselor in a a recovery center for many, many years, and we would end the therapy sessions with a serenity prayer. And people would then say, I know I'm somebody special because God don't make no junk. I always (laughs) love that. I love it too. Isn't that a great one? And what that says is that, you know, when you think about us, as being created in the image of the divine. Mm -hmm. And from my perception, when I think of the divine, I see the perfection of that. Presence is just magnificent. And, of course, that spark of that presence exists in each of us. And we have been created in that perfection. That's really the only place that we can be perfect is in that perfection in alignment with the divine. We can be perfectly human, but we can't really be perfect human beings. And that's not what we're here to be, and that's impossible to achieve anyway, because our humanness does not support perfection. So when you can step back and say, in this image of the divine, I have been created with enough resources, with with all that I need to achieve in this lifetime, what I have come to achieve, and what more I may need will be provided for me because this is part of the grand design of my life, that I have come into this life to succeed in a variety of different ways, many of which may be unknown to me, but that there is an intention for this to happen. And if you can trust that and realize why in this brilliance would you be brought into this life ill-equipped, to do that? That's a good question. Isn't it? Yeah, I like it. I'm going to have to listen to that one myself. I know. 
I love your comment about breathing into I am enough. Yes. Because I think that that's what so many people have been trained or conditioned in early childhood about is that they're not enough or good enough or this mm-hmm. enough or that, tall enough, thin enough, smart enough, whatever enough, creative enough, not creative enough. Yes. You know, just different in different groups. It's such, such a painful way to live. And doesn't that get reinforced in a variety of different ways in the way in which we are compensated in terms of earnings? When I was younger and I, and I was running an office, and, and this was an awareness that came to me at a very um, uh, earlier part of my life. And what what I became aware of is that people seemed to hear when they were not doing something right but there was a lack of acknowledgement when when they were doing something right. Let me see if I said that right. They would, you know, you would be called on things when you were doing something wrong. But not when and, you were right. But not when you were doing something right. So I remember I went to my boss, and I was very cocky at that time, and I had had a relationship with him, so I was, you know, kind of, you know, um, pushy. <laughs> and he said to me, why should I be telling people that they're doing something right? That's what I'm paying them for. And I thought to myself, you don't get it. People like to know that they are appreciated and they're valued. And so many companies and businesses don't acknowledge that the wealth and the success of their company is dependent upon their workforce. It's not the dollar. And as long as they mistreat people, they are losing out on getting the best of their people. I mean, it's so simple, and yet it's so elusive. When you acknowledge people and you appreciate them, they blossom, and we can begin to do that for ourselves. Imagine starting every day and looking in the mirror and saying your name and saying, Helene, you are beautiful. You are enough. You are amazing. And that can be like a morning practice. You rock. I like to go. You rock. You rock. You are amazing. And really look at yourself and acknowledge yourself because it begins with us. When we really stand in that space of appreciation and acknowledgement and realize how much we have to offer and 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 how our gifts can touch the lives of other people and it's wonderful to get that acknowledgement from people and those those rave reviews and those messages of appreciation but it starts with us because if we don't begin to acknowledge them in ourselves it's really hard to take in the the loving compliments and comments from other people we don't take it into our hearts so we're also being called at this point in time to stand in this place of authentic power and acknowledgement, to see ourselves through the eyes that God sees us as brilliant, magnificent, valuable, fabulous people. And the time is now, and that's my invitation to everyone who is listening to this call, bring this abundance-based way of seeing yourself as the rich and valuable person that you are, as God sees you every day and every moment, no matter how you show up. You are never seen as less than that. 
I love it. I love it. <laughs> Ditto. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> so what would you say are some of the essential keys for people to be living with their power and their passion and purpose and prosperity, you know, to consciously create a more joyful, soulful life? What, you know, just, you know, a couple of little keys. I think you've given us several, actually. Yeah. One of the things that I continually say and live is that the most important relationship to be cultivating in your life right now is the one that you have with the spiritual connection, whatever you call it. I use words like God and the divine because that is my language. But here, here we are, again, in this new consciousness, and this relationship is the key and the pathway to creating heaven on earth because everything comes from source and the stronger your bond is with this part that lives as you, through you, and within you, the more you are able to tap into this innate wisdom and guidance and direction so that the choices that you are making is in harmony with your truest self. So that relationship is the most important. Have conversations with the God of your understanding throughout your day as if you were talking to your dearest friend. And when I'm working with people, I always encourage them to look at what this relationship is. I did not grow up with any kind of religious training, so I don't have anything to undo in terms of any indoctrination, but I know that many people have. So really look at what that relationship is for you that you have been taught and and ask and ask yourself, is this the kind of God that you would want to partner with going forward in your life? Because for some people, when they think of God, it's an angry and it's a punishing God. That's not somebody I, I would want to pray to. And you get to decide the kind of God that you want to have in your life. And if that sounds blasphemous or crazy, I'm inviting you to play with that idea because that's also part of this invitation of this new consciousness is that God will be whoever and whatever you need for it to be for you in your life and you get to find out the truth of that through your own experience, through your own interpretation and not through anybody else's definition. So that's number one, very, very important. I have conversations with God all day all day long and it can be very simple like, I'm going for a walk, want to come? <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> or you know, um, you know, I'm going to go and make dinner. You know, do you like this? As well as those deeper conversations, uh, when I'm looking for guidance, and 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 I ha- and I've also um, screamed at God. I have yelled at God, blasted God, um, just as I would with any close friend. And and I can tell you that I have not been struck down by lightning. Um, I have not been hurt. Um, you know, this is about having a real relationship, and my feeling is if God cannot handle my humanness, then we can't have any kind of relationship. So um, that has brought me closer because whatever you are feeling towards this presence is already known, and if you can't honor uh, and express that, then that's going to keep you in separation from this relationship that you are longing for, that is aching to close that gap with you. So that, to me, is one of the essential one of the essential keys to living with power, passion, and purpose in this relationship. And from that, 
from those conversations, from your spiritual practices, from following your guidance by looking at the things that juice you up, that excite you, that that you would even do for free, and yes, you get to get paid for it, start looking at those kinds of things and ask yourself, is my life oriented around the things that bring me joy, the things that give value to my life, and look at where you have some disconnects. And look at where it's time for you to let some things go that you've been holding on to, including people. And again, do that inner work because a lot of the healing that we are being called to do right now is not only from our own history, it's also from our ancestral lineage. You cannot sidestep this work and you cannot use techniques to try to maneuver and shut down some of this healing work. You have to walk through it and you have to learn how to feel it. That's Again, I work so closely with people to help you to stay in that feeling so that you can walk through it without getting stuck in the story. Well, that's really the only way to get to it, and I'm in complete agreement with you because for me that's the only thing that's brought me any sense of peace and harmony and love in the middle of any kind of junk I'm going through. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I just keep going back to that because that's the only thing that brings me a sense of peace and harmony. And for me, maybe I'm very fortunate because I wasn't, I didn't have much religious upbringing. Um, but for me, God is love because that's yeah. an experience. And it's complete love and a love that's way beyond anything I had ever known or experienced. And it brought me to tears Yeah, for two hours straight. <laughs> so it's, uh, and I think that, well, I know that's why I do the work I do. You know, and yet so many people are still experiencing fear and struggle. What advice can you offer them so that they can stay positive and trusting in spite of what they're going through? What I would say is that if you can look at fear as a pathway rather than an obstacle, and the reason why we're in so much struggle is because we're in so much resistance. And there are so many negative associations with fear. How do I stop feeling this? How do I get rid of it? And fear has a lot of very positive benefits, such as it helps us to realize that we're disconnected from source, that we've gone off on our own and that we are listening to the stories that our mind is creating. Just even recognizing that can signal you to stop, drop down into your heart, whatever connects you to that source energy inside, because you cannot connect with the energies of the divine, which is the essence of love, and stand in the energies of fear, because love will always transform fear. So that's one thing in particular to really see it as something that you can utilize as a friend and an ally. It motivates you to uh, to look more deeply at yourself. It can give you an indication that there is a part of you, a small part of you, that is needing some reassurance and some love and attention. So if you can begin to see fear as an ally to keep you safe and bring you home to who you are, you'll start to change your relationship with fear. And the struggle is just indicating that you're in resistance. So we've talked about surrender. 
Go back into your breath, let go, and drop down into the energy of what you're feeling. Everything that's going on is all about energy, and it's about learning how to stay in that energy and learning how to move it in a different way. The way that we used to move energy was not really moving it. It was really circumventing it and stuffing it. Mm -hmm. And we're learning how to really move it now. And that's also something in this free gift that I'm offering. I'm, I I have a PDF, which I call the Grace Release Process. That is going to give you a step-by-step blueprint on how to navigate through feelings and release it. I just remembered that I did it. I'm so excited I added that. Well, good. And I, since you brought up the free gift, for anyone who's on the call or listening later, all you need to do is go to the calendar page and click on the link that says free offer under Lorraine's name, and you will get a beautiful meditation. Yeah, this is this is actually, this is a fantastic conversation that I had with my very good friend, Michelle Mayor, who is the compiler of the book that we talked about. I She's also one of the presenters on this um, mm-hmm. tele-summit. And you're going to hear me talk about a lot of things that you may not be as familiar with um, in terms of the difference of techniques versus transformation. This is one of the best bonuses I've ever put together. You'll get a copy of the Grace Release Process that I'm talking about, which is fabulous. And you'll also get a subscription to my eZine. And you're, gonna, you're also going to get a 23-minute free meditation called Connecting with Your Soul Self. So you're actually getting like four, four gifts for free. It's a, it's a really good bonus. So make sure that you don't miss it. I will make sure I don't miss it. <laughs> don't miss it. It's really good. <laughs> well, you know I love what you do anyway. Because Thanks, I feel you. like You're so good. part of me. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that. That's also true. Mm, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. <sighs> Boy, this time is going really fast, and I want to be sure that I also do about a 10-minute process, so I hope we don't run out of time for well, why don't we do that now, and if there's anything else that's important to finish up after, we will. Well, you know what? There's just one very quick thing that I, you know, that I would like to say. I think I can sure. wrap it up. Is is that one of the ways that you can distinguish when you're feeling fear or following inspiration is um, just pay attention to your body cues. When you're coming from that place of inspiration, there's an expansive feeling. Um, and openness, even if there's discomfort at the very center, is a peacefulness. And when you're coming from fear, you're going to notice tension and tightness, a feeling of constriction. And just play around with that because you'll get really good about that. The body never lies, mm-hmm. and so there are incredible indicators of how you can begin to get a sense of what part of you is talking. And then just keep up with your spiritual practices, whatever it is that you are using that is helping you to stay connected with your heart. Very, very important. I agree. There, there's nothing else that really has ever worked for me fully. Yes. I mean, they did different things, but in the end, that's what really helped me move forward the most. Yes. Yeah. And they may change. You, you know, you're not always going to be doing the same things, but to definitely keep those practices consistent especially in in the relationship with the divine. And, it, you know, it doesn't always have to be two hours. It can look like anything that feels right for you, but keep it consistent because you're going to feel when you don't do it. 
Like I, I didn't do very much today. I can feel it already. I know. <laughs> I have, I I have know. a little more. I get screamed at. Well, what did you expect? You didn't turn out the right way today. Yes, I guess. Well, the day isn't over yet. I still have time. <laughs> and now for me, you're going to lead us in a lovely process, so go for it. I am. I am. So what I'm inviting everybody to do, and obviously, you know, you're probably familiar with any kind of a process. You always want to be in a stationary place so that you can be fully present and not distracted. So that's my invitation to you now is to just focus on your breath and begin to bring that breath up from your belly and feeling your chest expand, your lungs expand with this very fresh and clear energy. And with your exhalation, having the thought of letting go of any tension, any heaviness or tightness, the places in your body where you have a tendency to hold people in responsibilities, lower back, neck and shoulders. Let's take another nice deep breath. And with this intake of breath, having the thought of breathing in the energies of love and light and breathing out anything that is contrary to love and light that is no longer serving you. Just feel that easily releasing from your body. Feeling yourself drop down more deeply in your heart. And now taking one more nice deep breath and stretching your arms and stretching your fingers, your legs and your toes. And with your exhalation, feeling your body resting in this energy of love and light that is moving more and more deeply in your body, filling all of the cells, the atoms, the organs, like a warm blanket of liquid light moving into your blood and your bones and expanding now beyond your body into your outer bodies and all levels of your multidimensional being in time, dates, and dimensions. If you are just being wrapped in love, filled with the vibrations of love from the inside out. And just breathing into this experience and having the thought of fully allowing yourself to receive this gift.
And now putting your attention several feet above the top of your head to where this divine presence, your higher self, and having your attention and intention to make this connection with this presence. Inviting this connection. And you may notice a feeling of expansion. Sometimes there's an emotional quality in this reconnection of recognition a welcoming, a homecoming. That just feels wonderful. And as you breathe into this connection, inviting this presence to move down a column of light from the top of your head down into your body and resting in your heart. Breathe into that connection now. Breathe into this homecoming. Breathe into this remembering that in everything that exists, this divine presence is an energy that is a part of everyone and everything. There is nothing that exists anywhere in any form that is devoid of this presence of the divine. In the United States, on every bill are the words, In God We Trust. And you are invited in your relationship with money to rest on those words, in God we trust. For in every bill, in every coin, in every form of monetary exchange are the energies of the divine are the energies of sacredness and holiness. And you are invited to see and feel this sacred relationship with every financial exchange you experience in your life as a connection to the divine. This bond that you're invited to forge comes through the receiving and the sharing of money. In the giving and the receiving of bounty and the sharing of wealth as an energy exchange, it is an exchange of God. It is an exchange of blessings Breathe that into your heart. All of your finances are filled with the energies of divine. 
in every form. And the energies of the divine is the essence of love. Say to yourself inside, money is divine. Money is love. Money is sacred. And in every moment that I give and receive money, I am giving and receiving blessings of divine love. Breathe that in. Breathe in the holiness of that, the sacredness of that. And in that invitation, allow all of the beliefs and negative relationship you have with money that can be released today to be transformed and transmuted, to be released from your consciousness, handed over to the divine, and replaced with this higher intention, this higher wisdom, and this new relationship. Breathe that into your body. Let this consciousness fill your being. Invite the divine to help you anchor this new definition, this new relationship, so that you may live from this higher perspective every day from this moment forward. Take a deep breath. Breathe deeply into this invitation. And as you feel ready, gently begin counting within yourself from either 10 to 1 or 5 to 1. And at the count of one, opening your eyes all the way back, fully refreshed and alert and feeling wrapped in the divine. And as you are counting yourself up, I'm going to be sending an energy transmission of divine love and grace. Just be open to receive. I'll be silent until this transmission is complete.
Oh. And take three deep breaths. There was a lot of very interesting noise in the background. I don't know what that all was. Maybe that was, you know, when the divine is part of it, we never know what's going to happen with technology. So uh, it sounds like there was a lot of releasing going on. <laughs> you know. I Wasn't that interesting? I know. Just, you know, I, kind of like stuff draining. <laughs> I, it was. It was actually very interesting. Well, that was absolutely profound. Oh, thank you. I want to share anything that that may have occurred for you. Anything you want to? Well, what really stuck out for me: money is divine, mm-hmm. money is love, and money is sacred. Mm. Yeah, and that's an important one for everyone to take away from that. I agree. You know, and and that was an interesting perspective because I had not thought about that. But that's how inspiration comes. It brings uh, different ways of looking at things. And when that started coming through, and I had had that awareness um, not too long ago, it created an excitement inside of me because, you know, it's time to really reframe so many of the beliefs that we have about money. And in this incredible relationship that we're being invited to have with ultimately ourselves, isn't it wonderful to be able to look at it at a a more expansive and a loving way so that we can be in a greater space of receptivity and appreciation because money is, is, you know, certainly not a negative and it's part of the exchange of how we navigate this plane and, and, There is so much good that we can do with the energy of money to transform this world and turn it into paradise. And until we start to change that relationship, we may not really be allowing it to come into our lives. And what better way than to have our financial health be partnered with the divine since it all comes from the divine anyway, right? Oh, man, I I love that. That was just – that was – I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. By all means, please. Yeah. That's just too beautiful not to keep using. Good. <laughs> I'm delighted. Thank you so much for inviting me to share that. I have never done that specific uh, kind of meditation. Um, and, you know, you probably noticed because you, you and I have had conversations. These are not typical meditations, they are they're energy activations. Um, the divine presence creates all of this. I'm the vehicle from which it flows. And sometimes the energy is very high and it affects um, technology. And sometimes it's also high that we knock ourselves off the line. <laughs> oh, I've had very weird things happen. <laughs> Especially years ago, I'd be in the middle of something and the equipment wouldn't work at all. But before I would do the meditation and after would work fine, everything yes. would be recorded but not during that process. Right, because you're not supposed to. <laughs> uh, or something, but it, it just blew me away. It happened yeah. so many times. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, this was absolutely delightful, Lorraine. I'm so excited that we can be together in this form. And I want to remind everyone to go immediately, as quickly as when they listen to this, and sign up and get your free offer because it's so wonderful what you're giving away, and I know that they're going to appreciate it. And 
I'm so glad you were on the call. (laughs) Thank you so much for inviting me to be a part of this telesummit. I know that some of the ones out there are very, very big, and you were very selective about um, only including 15 people, and I feel very honored that you have um, invited me to be a part of this. And thank you so much for the wonderful work that you are doing to raise the consciousness about money and supporting women and men to live their greatest lives. So thank you, Helene. And thank you as well, because this is so important now. So many people are struggling. It's time to turn it around. Amen. No. Yes. Money is divine. Yes. I love it. Money is love. Love and money is God and money is sacred. Yes. That That really works for me. Wonderful. I love it. Thank you so much. And for those of you who are listening, thank you for inviting me to be a part of your life. And I hope that your life continues to flourish and um, and and be everything that you wish for it to be, uh, financially, emotionally, personally, lovingly, in every way that you can imagine. Namaste to everyone. Uh, and namaste, Lorraine. And again, thank you so very much. And I want to tell you all, you have 48 hours to listen to this, and then next week we'll have our other sets of recordings, and we have some wonderful people coming on. And I'm so grateful for today, and thank you all for listening. Namaste, and have a wonderful day and weekend coming up. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye.